Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Talking My Shit podcast with your boy Too Skinny. Got a very special guest in the building with me today, the homie Alex Endure, and then Garcia, right? Your last what name? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Oh, what, what, what happened? He choked up a little bit. Were you going to burp? No, no. Okay, did you want to do a redo? No, nah, we're good. I was just saying what's up, bro. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I think I left you midair, bro, but my bad. Anyway, Alex, endure. Uh, I met, I've known you for, I mean, a number of years now. I think when yeah. we met, well, I was, uh, it was I probably one of my first ever house parties I went to in Aurora. It was in a garage. It was a whole bunch of, like, dropouts. It was just... <laughs> You know, just the, the best east side spots. You feel me? Like, spots was, like, popping back in the day in Aurora. If you were, like, outside in that time, like, it was, you know what I'm talking about, bro. If you know, you know. You feel me? Um, you were DJing at that party, man. Uh, do you still DJ? Yeah, well, shit, I just, do, I just do it, like, as a hobby now. Like, mostly it's, like, basement shit. But, like, at that time, like, when it was, um, like, when I, when I caught you at the house party, that's when we were doing a lot of, like, a lot of local house parties and shit, basement parties in Aurora, like, man, where it was, like. That, that mix between like hip hop and, and and house parties like house music or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a mix of all that shit. And yeah, I, I remember that party. That was a that was like two, that was two doors off of my grandma's and shit. Where you guys pulled up? Yeah, what like, was that? That was Oakview or was that Parkside? Eastern. Eastern. That was yeah. Eastern. Yeah, it, it was, was Eastern. You guys were young too, you dude. Know? I was young as fuck, yeah. man. I was like 15, 16. Like that's why, like you know how motherfuckers be like. Sometimes they will put up corny shit like. Oh, I, like, I've done the shit. Like, the reason I don't go out no more is because I've done the shit y'all doing now when I was 16. Like, it'd be some corny ass shit. I hate when people say that. But I really was outside, bro. Like, I was just doing, like, house parties. Like, I'll be up there, bro, like, young as fuck. Like, that's why I'm cool with a lot of older motherfuckers, too, because, like, just when shit was cracking, I remember there'd be shootings and shit. Like, yeah. and I was out there, bro. I told my parents I was going to sleep over the homie Frankie's crib. Right there, he used to stay off of... Um, yeah, Frankie and, Frankie and his brother, right? Frankie, yeah, Frankie and Chris, yeah, you know? Frankie and Chris, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and we used to always be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sleep over, I'm going to sleep over. And uh, then we would sneak out and shit. we go to spots, bro. And, uh, man, it was the fucking time of our life, bro. Like, I've never had... Like, I think the adrenaline <laughs> of not, like, supposed to being out, supposed to being out or whatever, supposed to not even a fucking sentence, but you're not even supposed to be out there or whatever. And then uh, just on top of that, like, drinking and shit, like, experiencing all that shit yeah, up yeah. close was, like... Life changing for me. That's why probably I am a piece of shit now. But <laughs> but 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 you know, join the club. Nah, I'm just nah, it originated from there, man. But uh, yeah, man, it was a long time ago, man. Fuck. Uh, yeah, that that party. I remember you did a, a. You're one of the first people that ever put me on to like some like because you know a lot of people always take credit for putting people on. Like motherfuckers love to put people on shit. You know, like yeah. like like like. And then if you if you don't give credit to a motherfucker that put you onto something, they'll they're quick as fuck to call you out. Like, oh, who put you on though? Who <laughs> like, bro? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's just. It's like I'm listening to the song. It's a good song. Yeah, <laughs> you played it for me first, but damn, I don't gotta you suck your that. dick every time I play a fucking song. You heard that here first. <laughs> yeah. So it's like so. So you had told me uh, you were like, watch out for this kid. You told me two things. You're like, watch out for this kid. His name's Frank Ocean. He's about to blow up. And oh, I was Frankie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, like first of all. Nobody with the name Frank Ocean is going to be famous. Like, <laughs> that shit sound lame as fuck. Like, to me at the time, right? And uh, at the time, you know, Lil Wayne and shit was in their prime, Drake. Yeah. I was like, who the Frank Ocean? Like, get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> so, and and then you also told me about the song that leaked. It was a Drake uh, Marvin's Room. Uh -huh. You told me when that song had leaked. And 
I, I, like, I mean, Marvin's Room, like, everybody knows it's a fucking classic, bro. Like, you play that song, like, it's a meme song. It's it, Marvin's Room is going to go down in history as one of the best songs of all time, in my opinion. And, uh, and so, but, but when you hear that for the first time, like, that Drake album was, like, a different type of, like, vibe, you know, for a hip-hop artist. So, um, like, when I first heard that song, bro, it was life-changing. I was like, fuck, like... Holy fuck, like, this shit is raw as fuck, but it's soft, but it's, like, sad. I don't know how to feel, but it's, like, Drake, so it's cool to listen to. It was a roller coaster right? Like, it was, it was more, the song was more of an experience. Yeah, that, that song yeah. is an experience, you know? And then, like, at the end where he's, like, like uh, where he starts kind of rapping and shit, you know, it talks about, like, oh, I think they heard that or some shit like that, you know? It's yeah. just, like, a fucking, it's a vibe of a track, you know? It's a fucking classic, but you putting me onto that and then me, like, going on YouTube. I remember I used to go on, on YouTube on my parents' uh, Blackberry. They used to have a Blackberry. And just to play that fucking song on YouTube all the time, but I remember my parents' bill used to be high as shit <laughs> just because I would play Marvin's Room sad as fuck, bro. Because yeah, some that was... girl f- broke my heart in fucking seventh grade right. and shit, bro. But, yeah, man, you did. And then Frank Ocean... Um, maybe a few months after you had told me that, like, he starts hanging out with, like, you know, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure he was already hanging out with, like, Odd Future and them, but, yeah. he, you know, he starts popping with them, you know, and I was like, holy fuck, um, this dude told me about him, and these motherfuckers actually are popping, and Marvin's Room is now one of the biggest songs in the fucking country, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's crazy. Like, I just wanted to give you credit for that, you know, I, I don't know, I think that was yeah, uh, life-changing. Uh, Frank Ocean, you know, now is one of my favorite artists, you know? And, and And then, of course... You know, Marvin's room is, you know, when I still fucking... Name a Frank Ocean song. A Frank Ocean? I mean, obviously just a, a mean pink, lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> nah, my favorite one is the, is, is the, no, is the, is the, 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 the Siegfried? Was it Pyramids? No, nah, that, that's old school stuff. But like, obviously the Novocaine and shit, the mainstream no. shit, right? But, but the Blonde album, I like to listen to all the way through. Even the fucking, the Facebook story and shit. It's <laughs> like, she, like, where he's like, yeah. She wanted like me because she wanted me add me on Facebook and I didn't add her on Facebook. That was that's, that's my shit. Think about Frank. That's the best Frank Ocean song. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Facebook interlude. <laughs> but fucking hell, duh. Shout out Frank Ocean, man. Yeah. Anybody, you know. That was that was the power. Like that was in those early days. That's when like the internet was like just catching on and shit. So like if you were hip to the internet, you could you could like connect with other people. They yeah. were into music on, like, different sides of the country and shit. Yeah. So through DJing, at that point, we had grown enough, like, local rep and shit that, like, out of, like, out of town, out of towners would, like, book us to come and, like, try to get their cities popping and shit yeah. or whatever. Sometimes they'd be, like, bigger cities than ours. And I started realizing, yo, we might have some shit here, you know? And, like, yeah. through, doing, through doing that, we'd get for them to, like, fly us. Like, we're, we're young kids and shit. Some of us are just a couple years out of high school and shit. They'd fly us out and we'd get to perform over there and shit. So we'd touch base. Kind of like checking in with local people on that music scene. Yeah, and you and you'd like fuck around and work with them. And at that point, I was working with a rap group out of Chicago called EMS. They were like underground, like like they're like bar for bar hip hop, boom bap, okay, backpack yeah. stuff. So we were we were doing shows out on that side, like Ohio, and then we'd go as far as like the West Coast and shit. Damn. And on the West Coast, like one of these producers and shit, like you guys got to meet this group called Live Future. And shit. You got to meet this crew called Live Future and shit. So uh-huh. we really we chopped it up right before right before they blew up. Maybe like. I'd say like six months after after we met them, dude, they were a fucking house. Like, oh, dude. so you chopped it up without future then? Yeah, and Frank Ocean. Like, we, we got oh, to, you, we got you to met Frank Ocean? Yeah. Damn, that's fucking sick. Them. I didn't know that. Yeah. So was, that's why when I came, that's because I, I got to see them work. Like, we chopped it up like it wasn't like, he don't know me on a first name basis or nothing like that. Yeah. Like, during that during that little like, creative, like, it was like these little mixtures that they'd have of creatives and shit. Yeah, of course, yeah. 
And we'd be there and they'd chop it up and shit. And I was watching them work. And like when that dude worked, I was just like, yo, that's some other shit. I was like, it's like he started, he's in the booth, but he's not recording a song. I'm a fucker's recording a movie. I was like, he's talking some weird shit. Like, <laughs> like no homo type. Like I was like, what the fuck is he like? Did he like I, I, early on some of those lyrics, I was like, hmm. But then I'm like, but that shit is fire. Like, yo, yeah. what you think about it? I was like, yo, but I was like, at that point, you know, yeah. you're, you're kind of quiet about it. And you like, you watch it. And I remember saying that. And I remember calling it out. I was like, dude, I was like, this dude's going to do something crazy. Yeah, I was like, this was about to fucking change the game. I remember saying, I used to say that shit joking. Another time I did that shit was in Chicago with Chance the Rapper, bro. You can you can ask Mikey, my boy Mikey. There was a couple people in the elevator, and they're not gonna believe this. Chance the Rapper was in there, and he's in there. And I seen Chance, and I had just heard like his. I heard one of his early mixtapes. Where at? This was at um, Sneak and Eats in Chicago. Sneak and Eats or, or a sneaker show. It was one of those sneaker shows. Okay. One of those years, but it was early on. My boy Palafox, he was in that fucking. He was in that. Oh, uh, shout out to Chow. Oh, JP. Yeah, yeah he, no, was no, a, no. he was in that elevator too and shit. And I told him, I was like, bro, I was like, take a picture of me and this dude. And I was like, hey, can I get you, can I get a picture with Chance? And he's like, all right, cool. He was still, we took a picture in the elevator and shit. Yeah. And Mikey's like, dick writer. Who the fuck was that? Who was that? They started talking shit. I was like, bro, that's Chance the Rapper. I was like, everybody doesn't know who that dude is. And I said that shit joking. He blew the fuck up. Yeah, Chance man. the Rapper kid out of nowhere, bro. I yeah. was, I'm not going to lie. I never was really into him. And I'm not to this day. Yeah, me either. But I respect like him as a person. Yeah, shit, yeah. You know, coming cool out of Chicago, him, like yeah. blowing up and shit. It's yeah, like, oh, shit, think, you did man. it, bro. You Hell fucking yeah. did it. You know, so I can't be mad at that, man. Um, yeah, and, and it sucks right now to see like his kind of like in a downfall spiral right now with his management and all kinds of shit like that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really listen money, to him. Money, man. Money does that to money you. Money does that to yeah. you, man. It's it fucking does it crazy. does everything, unfortunately. It is what it is. Yeah, man. You know, speaking yeah. about, you know, people falling off, just is completely random, but just the type of shit I watch at 3 a.m. on YouTube. I feel you. Um, I was reading on what happened to LMFAO. The, you know, uh, the, the, yeah. <laughs> Because everybody wonders, like, what happened to Elmer yeah. No, just you. Yeah, that's, because it's like, uh, I'm sexy and I know it, Damn. you know? So I was like, dude, what, you know? And it popped up on my newsfeed. Yeah, they had money money problems right away, right after their biggest single came out. They had money problems and broke yeah. up and fell off, which is crazy as fuck. Yeah. Um, man, that's that's insane. But anyway, back to, uh, I don't want to skip over too much of your life here, because, damn, that, that's insane. I never thought that you'd yeah. met Frank No, Wilson. that's why I would vouch for them and shit. Like, yeah. Damn, no, so you you came and told me that Frank Ocean was fired because you had met him. I didn't know. I thought you had just, like, listened to some shit on YouTube. So I'm working, then I got into his shit, and I yeah. had, like, had his shit on repeat, and by that point, I was like, yo, you gotta watch this dude. And then, like, soon after that, I think his next big thing, like, he was, like, writing for Beyonce and shit. Like, yeah. I was like, you see, I told you it was some other shit. Like, yeah, yeah, It was some other, t- it was a different, it was a, it was a type of writing I'd never seen before. yeah. Is that bisexual shit, man? <laughs> nah, he fired, bro. I fuck with him, bro. Like hard. And um, no, nah, but ba- let's backtrack a little bit. So, so you went to you went to Calhoun just like myself. You grew up in the rural. Yeah, born and raised. Where'd you Where'd you go to elementary? Shit, all over the place. Bardwell, Bopri, fucking Rollins. I think I'm for Johnson. Tour, boy. Johnson. You went to, You tried <laughs> them all. God damn it! By the time it all ended, it was Johnson. Johnson, Johnson, yeah. Hey. Yeah, Johnson, uh, I remember Johnson. I, I, ass cool up there for sure, right? Boy, I was next to the fucking Tabiques and shit, the yeah, brick the brick company and shit. There's horse stables across the street, like literally. Really? Right? I'm God, my homie lives there. Uh, no, but uh, I, I remember uh, I remember um, going to Cowherd, and I know you went to Cowherd as well, right? Yeah. Did you go to Cowherd for all three years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cowherd, uh, did, were you already, I mean, we're, for the people that are watching on YouTube, go watch YouTube if you're not watching YouTube, but anyway. Uh, um, uh, for the people that are watching, we're smoking. So I wanted to ask: Did you start smoking when you were that young in Cowherd? Did you? Were you one of those dudes that used to go to bombones and shit after school? Nah, fire. My first time smoking was seventh grade, seventh going into eighth, 
And it was with my mom. <laughs> and my first time smoking was with my mother. Your mom? Yeah, shout out All to right, my mom. All right, hold up. Let's hear yeah. the story. Let's hear this story right now. Yeah. What, what happened? How did that happen? My what? cousin was in town from Mexico. And like, I, th- I, th- I think that, t- that week she like found a bag in my room or some shit. Like at that point, I was already... You were already smoking? Yeah, I was already like kind of smoking that year. Like, yeah. I knew she had bags of weed. I know I knew, I knew it was enough that I could pinch and get away with and shit. Oh, okay. So my homies caught on to that. And they were fucking, go get it. They were like, go get it, go get it. Yeah. So the more, I think she caught on because of that. Yeah. And then my cousin was in town and she was like, I think she was two years older than me at the time. And she took us to Wisconsin Dells. Oh. And then she busted out the bag and shit. I remember she, she, she turned on the hot tub and shit. She turned the lights low. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I kind of had a feeling what was about to happen. Like, like that's what she used to do with the No, she, nah, she, oh. <laughs> she would put that on and go smoke and shit. Hey, at least I was in bed if that was happening, bro. <laughs> I did not witness no bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> No, so she would just, like, she would set the mood and shit. And I'm like, nah, she's, this is because she smokes weed and shit, right? So I'm like, I, I started getting nervous as a trap. Something happened. Sure enough, she busts out a bag of weed. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. She's going to fuck me up in front of my cousin or something, you know? Oh, that was your there. mom? Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to say mom, that. My, my mom was a hippie, but she was tough on me. And shit. Oh. So she would, she opened it up. And point to point, to make a long story short, she rolled up. And she's like, how many times do you smoke? And I was like, oh, maybe like once or twice. Oh. She passed it around. She's like, if you guys are going to smoke, do it here. Don't oh. be responsible. She's like, some people, she told me back then, she's like, when you grow up sometime, I think it's going to be legal. She's like, so it's okay. She's like, I want you to have an open heart to this. You know, this is helping a lot of people. It helps me. Yada, 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 this and that. And then that shit came full circle one day. Like, because she told me about it, it was no longer like bad to do it. So I didn't do it no more through like high school or none of that. But oh. then like, I didn't start using it again until after, until after I got out of the army and shit. You know, you know what? That's very interesting that you say that because. People, the, the people that I've heard that don't smoke or don't do any drugs, a lot of times, number one, it's obviously your your your, your standard strict parents, strict household, never could be, that, that could never be me or whatever, right? But there's also people who their parents were like hippies yeah. or were like uh, just super laid back that they were like, you know what, drugs are out there and you're going to try them because they are out there. So please be careful. But we're not gonna tell you don't do them because we know that's life. Uh, specifically speaking, I have one comic in mind, like Chris D'Elia. I mean, I know he got canceled or whatever, but I know he was. Uh, he was. He's sober. He doesn't ever drink uh, alcohol or doesn't ever smoke weed or do any other type of drug. Um, he was fucking young girls, but I mean, that's fucking you know that's probably because he wasn't smoking and drinking shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers, you know, you gotta pick one or the other, I guess. But anyway, that um, he said it was the reason why he was sober was because. Uh, because his parents never really said no. So I think that kind of, um, when, when, when your parents kind of give you more freedom, it almost kind of lets you set your own your own standards or your own, yeah. you know. I think my, that, that I comes know. with like individual personality and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have an addictive personality and they don't give you, if they don't give you a, a measure, you're going to fucking go overboard until you hit rock bottom. You know? Yeah, so yeah. And I, you know what? I, I, I Do you have an addictive personality? Nah, I, no? I have, I'm very, I have very, I think that actually is number one reason for my obesity is because mm-hmm. of that like like my like eating food is an addiction for me like it's and I this is like, this, guys, this is like a fucking TLC episode over here. <laughs> <laughs> true life I can't stop eating <laughs> anyway so like yeah like sometimes uh, yeah it would just be like I'll be just eating not even be fucking hungry and uh, it's because it is an addiction and I do have a addictive personality that's why you know be addicted to other shit too but regardless yeah you're well, right that shit goes hand to hand even like like DJ AM rest in peace like when he died he died of like overdose like everybody everybody would talk about his character he had a fucking like addictive character like like everything he did was overboard like if he was like fucking drinking he was drinking if he was eating dude was like fucking like 
making concoctions of like some terrible shit just to, like, just to say I could shit on you doing it, you know, like dude, and, like, it that's was me. Nah, it is, but you know, I. I I made a fucking sandwich. We were there, there we, we were, you know, we're down to like our last groceries. We gotta go grocery shopping, and we were like, you know, we gotta invent something. Like, I don't know if you ever been on TikTok and seen hood meals, but that's basically what we did. We did like some hood meal shit. I was, I'm from the Vine era, bro. Oh, I'm still my, Vine. You know, oh my <laughs> my yeah, as soon as y'all bought Vine, I was like, fuck that. Well, we had, I ended up making a fucking sandwich de huevo, but the bread I didn't have bread, so we used Eggo waffles. But they weren't Eggo, they were fucking great value, but it was just like, fuck, you know, it was yeah. just like, be inventing shit, but yeah, you're but right. But that, that shit is a curse, Cons- and, a curse and a blessing, man. I think if you, you get that shit under control, like, you also show that shit in, in who you are, too. Yeah. I mean, you're a driven motherfucker, bro. Like, a lot of people don't know when, when you lost weight. Like, I remember I was in the army at the time, and I came <laughs> home, and you were fucking fit. Yeah. And I was like, they're like, this dude, I remember my Manny, Manny, shout out to my Manny. He's like, yeah, oh. he's like, bro, he's like, he's like, he's like, Kenji fucking putting on, bro. He's fucking boxing and shit. He's like, he looks fucking great. I started following you and shit. So like, you got a tattoo. I was like, man, good for him. And I remember <laughs> shit, like, even before, like when you were younger, like, for, like when you went up to talk to me, it wasn't like, yo, I want to smoke weed and shit. It was like, yo, how much do you get paid an hour? I remember specifically. Yeah. And I was like, how much do I get paid an hour? You were young. And I was like, damn, the youngest motherfuckers in here. And I told you, <laughs> I told them, I was like, the youngest dude in this room is in here and he's not worried about the girls over there giving lap dances. He ain't worried about all the foul shit. Going on, he's asking me how much money he's been making. You know, yeah. I pay attention to that shit. Like that's that's drive. You know, and the same way you show that shit and well, fucking up and you eat you food all crazy shit. and shit, right? Yeah, you yeah. eat food all crazy, but then you also you got a work ethic and you work and you fucking you yeah, but you to push through. You're 100 percent right. Uh, like something like with stand up, uh, it's become it's become like an addiction to the want to do it. Like oh, the even, rush, all that yeah, shit the rush is like I keep chasing, I keep chasing it. Sure. And I think if I didn't have that personality, if I didn't have all those. Bad features that wouldn't have that good feature, you know? Yeah. Or, like, same thing with, like, uh, like I mean, just, uh, for example, I did a show at the Comedy Shrine this week. By the way, thank you to everybody that came out. It was a dream come true to perform back at my home club, and it was damn near a sold-out show. It was fucking packed wall-to-wall uh, from the bottom of my heart. Real shit. Thank you guys for real. But, uh, anyway, um, I... Um, I uh, uh, completely forgot what the fuck I was going to say. But, talking about the show. The but, show. But, oh, yeah, but, yeah, the, the, the show was good, but... But um, but I was gonna say something because of the show. But anyway, thanks to everybody who came out to the show. Please pay your tabs next time. I know a few <laughs> of you guys. A few they, the comedy club DM me. They said that a few of you guys walked out without paying. I mean, I don't know what the fuck they want me to do about it, but <laughs> I guess I just gotta let y'all know. But I mean, I understand because you know, motherfuckers was a little slow. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. Just just opening up, man. I get be it, nice. man. Be but nice uh, but please pay your tabs. Pay the bartenders, man. Don't you know this comedy just op- this comedy club just opened up? I don't want to fucking I don't want it to go away, you know, so where I have to go all the way to the city again just to do an open mic or some shit like that. Um, it's literally around the corner from where I stay. So and I want to say again, thank you guys for ha- for supporting me because of you guys supporting me, man, and you know such a great show. They're gonna have me back on June fourth and June fifth for four shows: two on June fourth uh, at eight p.m. and then at ten p.m. Sorry, and then another one June fifth, uh, one at eight, and then another one at ten. I'm gonna be doing a feature spot, so it should it should be a longer spot, somewhere between twenty to twenty five minutes of stand up for myself. So if you guys want to see a long set come through, uh, I'll be opening up for, uh, uh, his name is Steven Michael Quesada, I believe. He was playing one of the DEA agents that was on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. So, um, you know, if you guys want to check out, it's gonna be, he's a Latino, you know, so it's going to be a good Latino show, good Latino night. It's going to be my birthday weekend. Uh, one more, I don't know, my birthday lands on Wednesday, so I'm going to celebrate both weekends like it's my birthday weekend. <laughs> I know I talked about how bitches be celebrating all month and all that. Like, fuck that. I'm going to celebrate both weekends, you know? Fuck it. You know, because COVID fucked me up, like... 
At this point, you never know when you're gonna die, right? Like that shit was a reality check for a lot of us. Hell yeah, that's why I stayed my ass inside, bro. I was like, bro, I haven't, I haven't played my cards right enough to be able to challenge this shit. So yeah. I don't, don't want to find out if it's real or no, not. No, as ass soon as they said bro. fat dudes, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm dying this my year. Ass inside, bro. I was like, yeah, I was like, COVID uh, is gonna yeah. be the reason I fucking die, and I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Yeah. But uh, no, I got it, and you know, thank God I didn't, you know. But uh, so we out here basically. But regardless, it was shit, scary. We made as it. Fuck. We made it. We're vaccinated. Yeah. Did you get the vaccine? I got. <laughs> no, I got. Yeah, I got this yeah we're all sure. vaccinated too. Well, I don't know about my boy, but we got <laughs> vaccines and shit. But yeah, man, that shit. Uh, that shit's a trip, man. Um, and get the vaccine, please. God damn it. Yeah, for real. I mean, shit. Um, but but yeah, man. Anyway, speaking about the army, let's let's kind of double back here. Um, speaking of vaccines, the army. Oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we had all the vaccines. <laughs> well, you joined right out of high school. Yeah, you I was, was, you I was, was the 17. East, right? Yeah, I was 17. I, I turned 18 at boot camp and shit. Damn, bro. Yeah. Damn. Well, speak, let's, let, let's kind of speak about it. Sorry, let's, I, didn't, I want to kind of go over your life a little bit, but I'm kind of getting my head on myself. High school, I kind of fast-forwarded through Cowherd here. Yeah. But uh, high school, uh, you went to East all your years? Yep. Graduated, what class were you in? 2002. 2000, God yeah. damn, that's, that's what's up. Right after. I should have been 2003, though, because I was younger. Oh, you graduated I, early? I was 17, yeah. So that's why, they, that's why I was able to join the Army, because I graduated early. Oh, shit, that's fucking dope. So you graduated right after 9-11. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, remember, I was like right after, I was, I signed up on the six month anniversary of 9-11. Oh, wow, right after. Right after, yeah. Did, did, did 9-11 play a part in you signing hell, up? Hell yeah, dude. It did? Hell yeah. You saw that shit on TV or what? Man, I was sitting, I was sitting in fucking study hall and we're sitting there and then like the fucking principal comes on. That dude's, you know, he usually sounds different, but he sounded fucking shook and he was like, we, we have to turn the TVs on and uh -huh. I was like, what the fuck? And they turn the TVs on and shit and we see like a hole in the fucking, in the first tower, right? Yeah. And we're just watching it and shit and everybody's like, damn, what the fuck? And it started, then you see that second plane, boom, it hits the second tower and it was like, it wasn't a replay and I was just like, Oh, you watched it live? Watched, the... I watched that shit on TV live. It was just, oh. boom, and we're sitting there. And then I remember that they called that shit over the fucking intercom. And they were like, we're, we're under attack. By it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then they were just watching the whole time. People were leaving. People were trying to skip and shit. For some <laughs> reason, I was just fucking shook. I was like, bro, somebody's taking it to us. Like, was trying to skip during 9-11. No, we were trying to leave. Like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. They're attacking the country. It was crazy. People were leaving, bro. Motherfuckers were dipped from the school. For was, real? Yeah. It Holy got crazy. shit, dude. The I was, school got shut down. It was, it was crazy. The school got shut yeah, down? Yeah, motherfuckers left. Where, what, 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 where were you at? Exactly? You were in high school then, right? Yeah, I was, I was on the second floor and shit over there by, by the paisas where they sell the cookies and shit. Oh, little Mexico. On <laughs> 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 the bilingual highway for sure. Village and shit. Damn, bro, that's insane. Yeah, I, I remember. I was, I mean, I was four, five, six. I was six years old in two thousand two or two thousand. Sorry, oh, yeah. I was five years old in two thousand one. I remember. I remember watching it on Despierta America. I, I vividly remember my mom laying down. She worked the third shift, so she had just got home. Yeah. And uh, and I, I was supposed to I was supposed to go to school, right? So I was getting ready for school, and I sat on the bed of the couch or the other side of the couch. I mean, and she was laying on the couch, and she was watching it on the Spirit America, and. Uh, and I remember like bothering. Her. I was like, "Hey, like I was, you know, kids, right? Kids, I'm bothering my mom." And she smacked the fuck out of me. And she's like, "Don't fucking What's talk." Yeah, yeah. Like she, was, it was like one of those like one. But I never, she had never been that aggressive to me, you know. So it was a trip. I was like, "What the fuck?" So I shut up and listened to the TV. And I remember watching it on TV, but I didn't understand. Right? They told yeah. me later, but I can't imagine being a senior in high school because then you remember that shit, like you know. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, that was like, that's when shit was real. And we were watching. The more you watch that shit, they start. They like they kept the cameras on it. 
And you saw people jumping and shit because they knew that there was no hope. Like, they said the tires, you saw people just jumping to their death and shit, like, on TV. Jesus. And then, and then like, right afterwards, they started talking about who could have done it and shit. And I remember just thinking, like, damn, somebody fucking brought war here, like, right here. And you went outside, like, uh-huh. and you started to think about that shit. And I was just like, you know. Because it's so unheard of. Even, even now, I feel like it's been so long. Like, we do go through a lot of shit because there's, of course, like, mass shootings now that we have to deal with. But but those are, like, domestic terrorists, you know? Hell Which, yeah, I mean, it's no are. different. It's domestic terrorism, bro. No. Yeah, they're shooting, they're ripping bullets through people. Yeah. That shit is not meant for everyday people to see, man. That shit is... Yeah, yeah I mean, that's real war. You've seen real war up close, yeah, so... Yeah, that shit. That, 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 that's a trip. But, but, I, but, I mean, like, seeing something like a missile fly into a country which I mean of course I talked about this last week you know with Palestine and Palestine sorry <laughs> Palestine Palestine I got I know a girl in Palestine Palestine free Palestine but Palestine man what's going on out there Shit. and what's going on you know with free Israel Palestine. and stuff so um, with uh, with, that, with that going on out there it, it, it's like if, if something like that were to happen here you know where if we walk out and we see like yeah. bombs or whatever it's like it's mine, you know, it's ill mind yeah. fucking, you know. And that's you not up. you know, that's not really that far fetched of an idea if you think about it. We pissed off the, we pissed off the right amount of people, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know? it, and and I, I hope it doesn't happen right. I hope yeah, that we have the damn yeah, I hope I hope we never see war here too. Yeah, fuck. That was that. the main reason of wanting to like, you know, like I would say that's why I at the end of it I, when I when I put two and two together, I think that was the reason I joined this chick. So I was like Might as well take it there than bring it here. Yeah, well yeah, it's gotta happen there or they're gonna bring it here. Yeah, like, okay. or shit, you know, and then like you start I started remembering all I mean they were Hiring, they were fucking military. Was taking anybody they could. They were giving out bonuses to join and shit. So sure. I was like, man, that shit might be a sign, Joe. Like, this is probably what I'm supposed to do. You know, this is why white people talk about. I got an uncle that served. I got a grandpa. I got a grandma. You know, shit. We're we're not that. We haven't been in the country long enough, and yeah. I don't know nobody served. So like, this might be us. You know, this might be our calling or some shit. Yeah, right? yeah. So, stupid to think of it that way at 18, 17. But I mean. Again, they had a bonus. <laughs> right, they had a bonus. I mean, when you're at that age, bro, it's like whatever. Like, I mean, I know, because I mean, bur- bur- working at Burger King for, I think, 825 an hour, to me at that point, was like, oh shit, like I'm fucking, I'm yeah, on. Shit. I think I got like 11 racks tax free at fucking 18, and I ain't never had shit. I was living like a rapper at my first duty station. Bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. How, how was that joining? Now, you, 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 you got recruited at East? Yeah. In the lunchroom? Yeah, because they, they, the they have the National Guard there, right? So yeah. I started testing with them. Did you do JROTC? Sorry to No, nah, hell no. Nah, never did ROTC. Oh, okay. it was, it was, again, it was 9-11, and then I was like, fuck it, I'll go. You know? Damn. And then they, yeah, they, they offered, like, they offered, like, a different, like, stuff for, like, people that wanted to do college, and I was like, I don't want to really do college. Fuck that. You know, yeah. I didn't really do well during high school. I was like, yeah. nah, I don't think that's for me. But then I was like, oh, but it looks cool. It sounds cool when I tell people I'm going to get college paid for, you know? So, yeah. Let me, I'm going to sign up and shit. And then when I got there, I was like, fuck that. I don't want to go to college. I'm going to stay active. So, and that's what I did. I You stayed active in the military. Yeah, now, 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 joining the military at, at 17, like, uh, let's kind of backtrack a little, sorry. <laughs> You, you you join is it what you expected when you get to like boot camp because I heard it's a fucking like it's, Bro, it's, it's a motherfucker was, that was crazy the boot camp we went to you know you know what it is if you go to a boot camp that's all dudes you're gonna get it there was there was no females with us so okay. you were just all guys <laughs> hell yeah and you I was the youngest bro when I, when I think the first thing was like like remember it was like a week in a holding area and then you go through all the processing and then they literally put you on cattle trucks with all your shit on your back yeah. head is shaved two inches away from the wall of a cattle truck and they fucking drive Hold on, motherfucker! You're driving, and they say you're going downrange, downrange. You know what the fuck that means? Yeah. Man, those fucking doors open, and you see those dudes with the round hats come out, and the rest was history. Damn. First one that saw me, man, I think I fell or some shit. And the motherfucker, I don't know how he did it with all that gear. One hand, the motherfucker threw me up, picked me up. Damn. He looked me in the face, and he's like, "I saw, I saw his character kind of break." He's like, 
does your fucking mother know you're here? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Fucking launched my ass and then it was, it was a rude, that's when I realized it was that night, that shit, I was like, again, 17, 18, I was still scared and shit. After the first day, I remember it was quiet, everybody was showered, whatever, and then the bears, they turned the lights off, bro, all you hear is grown man crying. All you hear is crying and I'm like, oh, that's when I realized, what the fuck did I get into? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. Now, now fast forward a little bit into your first deployment. Uh, where did you get sent off to? Baghdad. Baghdad. Yeah, that was my my one and only deployment because it was towards the end. Of, it was towards the end of my it was towards the end of my um contract. Okay. And they extended us to eighteen months there, so I t- I turned twenty and twenty one in Baghdad. Oh wow! So it was it was like it was a long ass. I felt like I felt fucking it felt like forever that I was in that bitch. <laughs> Fuck that man. Were you, and then uh, is that where uh you but you've also been to Iraq, right? Yeah, that's Baghdad. Yeah. Oh, sure. that's in Baghdad. Yeah, I've never been. Okay, to sorry, can you cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> Baghdad is in Iraq. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Baghdad's the capital of Iraq. Oh four oh five. That was like the beginning of the car bombs and shit. That's when they just started getting. That oh really? Yeah. Did you guys ever run into anything crazy like that? That's all. That's all we got hit with. At that point, at the end, during Ramadan, like whenever we did. Like, when you think army, all you motherfuckers in the army, you think, like, all oh, those high-speed motherfuckers that are kicking in doors and climbing off shit. Nah, yeah. man. We were a bunch of motherfuckers who got paid fucking bonuses to be there. And the, the, the average age was real young. <laughs> and so Jeez. we were, like, driving around. They'd be like, hey, your mission is to drive around and gather intelligence about, like, something that's going on here. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much just drive around, get shot, and react. Like, get shot at and react to that shit. You know? oh. It was always depending on what neighborhood you were in, depending on how much power they brought, that's how much you fought back. And then every, every now and then it'd be like, yo, it's a flat out. It's a flat out green light on these dudes. You're gonna go right on them, pretty much. Oh shit! All right. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Damn, you, you. So uh, yeah, so you was active then for real. Yeah, yeah, we was in the streets. Damn man! Shout out to Echo One Hundred and One Cavalry. Damn man, does that uh? Bunch of hitters. No. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, hey man, I was I wasn't gonna ask, yeah. but shit. Nah. Um, does that? No, nah, but again, like it was like it was it was like. It was like everyday people like me and shit a lot. Mostly there was there was teachers with me and shit. It was it was, it was at a time when like, don't forget the army was like recruiting people and shit. Like, like everybody, this, whole, like, like, this wave happened afterwards where you had to like be like you had to match all these skills to be able to get into the army. Yeah. Like, that's what happens when it fills up and shit. But when I was in, it was like it was leeway, bro. Like it was like so they they needed numbers. Like we knew like, they knew what was about to go down. Like oh, you know they they needed they needed we needed presence more than anything is what it was. So there was like there were like presence patrols as well. Right. Okay. Now, um, now, did you did you ever? What was the craziest thing you'd experienced? I think in Baghdad or in Iraq, to your, to you. The craziest thing. Oh shit! This one time there was a bon- uh, like a truck, like a pickup truck at night, and they had a curfew because it was it was right around the time elections was gonna happen, and we would ride around with everything off and night vision on and shit, trying to catch people breaking curfew or like pull over people that are accessing the road. Yeah. And sometimes they'd have rockets, or sometimes sometimes they'd have like detonators and shit, and you'd arrest them or whatever. But one time there was this truck parked up on the Euphrates River, and that time like there hadn't been water in that river I don't know how many years, or whatever, or the Tigris, or one of the rivers in Iraq. But there was like this splash and shit. We're on foot patrol, and I'm like, man, somebody's fucking swimming or something. I'm in the canal up there, and then somebody behind me is like, no, he's like, the intel, intel says that canal is fucking sewage water. Like that's not. I was like, what the fuck is it then? Because it was pretty consistent. Yeah. So we're like, well, let's flank it or whatever, right? And we start calling it in, and the radio's like, and then we get all sneaky on it, and we hit the lights, boom, and there's a truck, and it's like, it's Iraqi police, and they look at us like, what the fuck, right? Shit, it was with the lights type shit. Yeah. Bro, they had a they had a truck full of bodies that they were dumping in the river. Oh. And we were like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And they were like, oh, these are these are all people that had passports from like Egypt, from all these other places who were here just to fight. He's like, so we don't have room for them in jail, and we ran out of paperwork, 
So we just kill them and throw them in the river. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> and what do you do at that point? Leave and shit. Turn around. <laughs> <like this. laughs> All right. What are you going to do? Yeah. That's the first thing the lieutenant looked back at us. He's like, do you, un- do you know the type of paperwork this shit is going to take? And I was like, oh, shit. And everybody's like, I see no, shit. No, nobody, at that point, nobody says nothing. Nobody right. does. Damn, man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, that's that that that's insane. Now, I do I do recall you said that you had been shot before as well. Uh, when did that happen? <laughs> it was it was like a, it was about four months in four months into one of the patrols and shit. We were walking through a through a market, and fucking um like a lot of times these markets they like, take pop shots like a fucking a a, 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 a truck will drive by and they brrr, shoot at you with an AK or some shit and then take oh, off and like, it's so the, it's so busy you don't know where the fuck it came from what the and fuck? they were they were ruthless with it like they do that shit to, like with people around there like sometimes you knew it was coming because that the fucking the 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 market will be full all of a sudden that shit empties out and then brrr, you're like fuck like, you just missed it and shit like it, it was timed and shit like, oh. they tell people hey at this time yeah. this patrol's been walking through there we're gonna do this and. Like shit, and I guess one of those, we snoozed on one of those. I think we hit the same route one too many times and somebody fucking watched us and they, they set up a little, a little pop shot ambush like that. Yeah. But when they shot, somebody ran and I saw the dude in front of me started shooting back at him. And at that time, it kind of left me like in his line of fire. It was either that or turn around and just duck and shit. So at that point, I dropped the weapon and I fucking went. And when I went down, I felt the burn and shit. And I was like, the first, as soon as I felt that shit, I was like, fucking, he shot me. He fucking shot me. I was like, that's why this dude was shooting this way. Through the rifle and shit. Oh fuck! I started to fucking freak out. I, I couldn't. I couldn't feel my leg and shit. I thought. I thought it was not. And it was. And it was like a graze. Like at the end of it, it be like they called. They called the medevac and shit. And I got taken out and, and they like took pictures and shit. And they're like, bro, that shit crazy. You're a pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but man. I thought I was. I thought shit. The first thing I thought I, I thought about those movies and shit. That shit played out slow as hell. I thought I was done for. <laughs> man, dude, it was a fucking. I was like, fuck. I was like, I, I was almost nah, done. They got done. me. <laughs> Mama, yeah, fuck, I freaked dude. the fuck out. He brings out the picture, gives it to his partner. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. If I would have had the letter, I would have been yeah. I, mean, I didn't even have a partner. I'm like, tell my mom, <laughs> tell my mom I love her. Yeah. <laughs> That's know. fucking funny, man. Yeah. Now, where else did you were you able to visit and uh, while you were in the military? Or uh, that was that was cool. I was I went I was at a few places. I mean, we got to see. We were in Germany. We were in. Let's see. We saw Ireland, Japan. I was in Japan for a little bit. And then that was cool because I threw DJing and shit. Like that was, that was I would hit those scenes too. Oh, like, so while you were out there, you would you yeah. would still DJ out there? Hell yeah! Like we were like like some of the shows like there in Japan and shit. Like they would like book us for like, and it was like big crowds and shit. Like big really crowds, in Japan, big man. Day, how's like, Japan? Like I've always wanted to go. It's been so long. Like it's probably way fucking different now. I mean, yeah. I was there. I was there way back when, but like fuck, even when I was there, it's, it's dope. Like it's it's, it's a real it's metropolitan and shit. People are real nice and shit. Like yeah, very mattered, right? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Would you go back? Yeah, hell yeah. Well, like ultimately, like once all this shit settles down, yeah. Like my, my kid, my kids into that shit. Like he likes, he likes, he likes, Japan, he likes anime and shit like that. So. Oh, okay. You were planning on taking him? Yeah, yeah I that's to fucking him sick, him. Yeah. man. Um, yeah, Japan is sick. Now I've heard you talk about. Uh, I heard you talk about uh, you really had a great time when you were in El Paso, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was fun. Yeah, bro. you said they had good barbecue down there. At barbecue, yeah, I used to barbecue there. Like that was like after one of the tours, we would go back there and just do like this is before I had my own tour. He would set up like barbecue like as therapy for like dudes and shit. Okay. So I would go to that class to like help him to like to, like set up or like chop wood or do whatever they needed and okay. shit. 
And I came like a little brotherhood with them and shit. And like, okay. I would barbecue and shoot the shit with them. And like, it got re- it really felt like home there because El Paso was like fucking almost Mexican and Juarez yeah. was right there. Like, I got really comfortable and shit to the point where I was like, yo, you if you give me 20 now, I'll sign the fucking. If, you, if I can stay here 20 years, I'll sign the dotted line. And oh, like, right there in El Paso. Like, I bet you would type shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was sweet. It was sweet as well. Sweet, now, I know you said that barbecue is some of your favorite food also, yeah, right? Yeah. What do you, what does someone like you get out of a barbecue spot? Because you know what? I don't. I'm not cultured like in an American food too well. Like yeah. I never know what to get at a barbecue joint, so I never go. Like I, you know. So what, what was it? Because I like brisket. I really like brisket. That's 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 probably king right there. I think like you know, since I did learn in Texas or whatever, like, brisket is king. Yeah. And it's done. It's done like they say. Like it's just salt and pepper, and then like long, 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 low smoke or whatever. Yeah. But like in that, like over here, like what the Mexican dudes like towards El Paso, like more in the valley, they would add some spice to it too. They'd add some like. Something. So it, it it have like a arrachera feel to it, but still have the brisket the brisket like texture. Like, okay, yeah, man, I dope. fucking love brisket. It's expensive that, though. Man. Yeah, no, I, I like cooking it too, but you know what? A lot of people don't need it, so it's like it's a lot for a little. But next time, now that I know, you gotta try that. Oh, like, bro, if you make brisket, I'll go half. Li- on I, I literally like there's this I'll lady that me. no, there's this lady that asked me. She'll be like, hey, can you smoke like two or three for me? For me, she has a deli. And I'll smoke two or three blis- two or three briskets for her a week. She'll bring them and she'll like pay me. And shit. Oh, my mouth is watering. I'll do already. it for fun, but yeah. But every now and then, y'all yeah, put some aside for us. And let me know, bro. I got you. Yeah, I'll, for sure. Know, I'll pay I got you. you as well. I, 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 like, I like when people try it too. It's yeah, it's like art. That's just like that's just like DJing. Like you watch the fire and shit. There's a temp I gotta stay at. Right? Yeah. It's off beat. Yeah, I gotta yeah. watch it. And I'll stay up all night and I'll work and shit. And, you know, it's therapeutic. It really is. Like I saw what that dude was going for. Yeah. Now you speak about being therapeutic, and you speak about doing barbecuing as a therapy. Um, speaking about therapy, do you feel like being out there, you know, still doing those, uh, I mean, you know, we laughing about it now, but I mean, living that life, being in a war, actual war, you know, specifically right after 9-11, I would assume that it changes you as a person. It changes your mindset, uh, could even cause PTSD. Yeah. Um, do you feel it was life changing for you? Do you feel like you're a different man now than you uh, were then? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, like. When it was early on and shit, I would deal with it a certain way. Like I, I worked at a veteran shelter for like eleven years and shit, and I helping people with PTSD, like through. And that was like that was like an in term like helping with my own and stuff. And, okay. But I, but like yeah, I, st- I still make sure I still I still make sure like I go to I go to therapy too because like even like I, like I'm, I promote that for men's for men's health. Like even if you don't think you need it, you should go because it makes you a better you, man. It puts you on a better playing field too. You know, a lot of guys don't need it and they get it in other ways or yeah. other men other men's groups and stuff, but. Like I, I promote that. I think I think I think that's someone. I think that's something every man should explore. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like therapy is now becoming a very very popular, which is a good thing. You yeah, know? it is. It Not is. A, There's a lot of good therapists out there. Yeah, motherfuckers will be like, I put you on a therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember where you heard it first. Right. Men's mental health. <laughs> yeah, men's mental health is definitely very important, man. Specifically, yeah, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I feel like us as men, we don't really talk about like. Yeah. You know our feelings and shit like that. And even that. more men being like men, men of Hispanic culture, like we watched, you know, we watched men in our culture not say shit. Yeah, my dad <laughs> sucked that shit. Oh, like, you yeah. don't talk about feelings. Fuck out of here. And it worked for them, you know. But at the same time, you got to think you're supposed to do better than them, you know. And at this point, yeah. arming, arming yourself with that knowledge, like whether it be emotional knowledge or fucking the regular knowledge, like you know, do it, do it so you can do do it so you can expand, man. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, man. Now, um, do you? Um, do you, do, yeah, because I mean that 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 that's dope, man. Do you uh, would you let your son join the military? I would prefer him not to. You know, but it would be his choice. You think? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would. I don't. I wouldn't like. Like I openly tell him, I hope you don't. You know. Okay. I, hopefully, you could be one of those that says, "Oh yeah, my dad served or something." You know, yeah. like keep that kind of cool. But yeah, that's actually pretty dope. A, a pretty dope standpoint that you say it like that. That you say you'd hope he didn't, but you never. You're not like saying. Yeah, because I mean, that's everybody's calling, man. Like there's some people like you know. Yeah. 
There's some people that, that 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 are having that call now. You know, some people that some people a lot of a lot of guys. I had that call when I was young. I saw some shit happen, and I was like, you know, in my mind, in my mind, I thought this is how I do shit. You know, yeah. There's a lot of shit that could have led me to that dumbass decision at 17. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but like. You know, like yeah. some people get that. Like, there was guys there in their twenties that you know had tried other things and realized this was it, and they did a good job. You know, a lot of people made it home alive because of guys like them and shit. So yeah, man. Um, yeah. yeah, now 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 you do this because uh, I mean I know that you still try to be uh, active and helping people post military. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I know you did this real dope thing where you did a walk or a march. Uh, yeah. To the Oakers Hill. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, what, what was that about, or what did it have to do with? And then, what was the actual thing you did? Yeah. Well, that that cause in specific is for like um, the the pandemic. Like the other pandemic that's going on is like there's they say that there's there's 22 veterans a day that kill themselves. There's 22 veterans that die by suicide and shit. And it's like it's a high number when it's every day. Like you start looking at the post numbers, more people are dying from most more more of the guys are dying from PTSD than the actual war. So the numbers start to go, and the VA kind of starts to like cover it up. And I know because I worked for them for a long time, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of the emails coming down towards the end were, hey, veterans that work for us are gonna, aren't going to see eye to eye with where we're going next type shit. And, wow. and it's like, a, it's a thing that veterans started doing is they started walking and what they'll do is they'll walk with 22 pounds or somewhere and then they'll go play the, they'll, they'll play the song that they play, like they'll play taps for, for a fallen soldier somewhere. So okay. like another veterans are going, if you, if you walk, it's like, it's like you carry the weight and shit. Like they'll tell you that. And, and it does work in therapy. Like you carry that weight by yourself, but the more you talk about it and shit, the more you do, you do shit like to be proactive and help other people that might be going through it, you, you kind of help, you know? It's, it's each one teach one, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. I think it's going to be up to us to be able to take care of the issue. Of course, yeah, so yeah. It's like, okay, and then you do that at Oakridge? Is it where you do yeah, that? we just did that one time. It was real random. Man. Like, I've been planning to do something more more coordinated and involve okay. more people and stuff, but that's, yeah, that's that, was, cool. that was just like a one-time. Like, that's yeah. cool, man. It's good from the heart that you, uh, that you are uh, you know, doing stuff like that and yeah, you still care, just, you know? Um, now let's kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I know that was kind of a little bit <laughs> yeah, no, of a darker. You think, and I respect that. Every time, every time I do talk about PTSD, I make sure to make it a point to talk about the kids on the south side of Chicago that are also going to PTSD. Yeah. Because like a lot of the shit that these kids are saying, a lot of the stories they're telling me, they sound real familiar to mine, and it's unfortunate that they're kids and they have to go through this shit. You know, like there's kids out there tonight, not too far from here, that are are fighting a war. You know, like they just saw their homies get gunned down, and now they're fucking, they're gunned up and ready to go get revenge. Like it's fucked up that I know that feeling and that. That you know that you know that feeling that they have and like and what it means to them and shit. And it's unfortunate that they're kids. Like I was a grown ass person when I went, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it was my decision to go. But like when you see that shit happen in your backyard, it's fucked up. And I really, I hope that I hope that more attention goes to them and shit. They like help those kids with PTSD, man. That shit. Yeah, you know it's very interesting you say that because because yeah, you're right. In the in the military, if you're out, if you're at war and somebody kills one of yours, you're gonna go after them for, yeah, for yeah. one of theirs yeah, or two of theirs, personal. right, or whatever. It turns but, personal. Yeah. But it, turns, it becomes personal, especially if it's somebody very close to you, right? Now, um, in, in a lot of people don't understand, you know, even if it's only 40 minutes away in the suburbs, they say, oh, my God, people are so stupid. Why they got guns? Why they always getting caught with guns? But they don't realize, like, this is, that is literally a war zone in the south side of Chicago a war zone. that people go outside and get shot at with real bullets, yeah. real guns. You know, you see, you see about... Now, again, not to put anything away from the, the mass shooters and the people who've passed away and, you know, lost relatives to, to any of those crimes because they're all so horrible and that's fucking crazy. But uh, imagine, like, you know, walking outside and almost every day, even if you don't see it, you might hear gunshots every day in, yeah. in, in, in some of these neighborhoods. And it's even, like, scarier. Like, I feel like start, start talking to some, start listening to some of these kids. Start, yeah. start listening to some of the people coming out of these areas. Like it's tangible. Who like these shots that you're hearing? They're they're coming from a from a person who knows the other person firsthand that killed one of their cousins the week before. And it's like it's that shit is crossed line. It's crossed gang lines. It's crossed territory lines back and forth so many times that it's just 
every single one is starting to become personal because look at the radius all this is happening, man. Yeah. And, and it's fucked up that it's fucked up that they're being held to it, you know? Like everybody talks about oh crabs in a barrel and shit, this and that, but like bro, who 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 the fuck's putting crabs in a barrel? Like Yeah, who yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, they're, they're, chill with that shit, they they, they yeah, yeah, exactly. They they uh they're there because people put them there and people yeah. are keeping them there. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah. It's, you know, we talk about it so compassionately, like, cause you know, you know, thank God that there's people, there's there's organizations that are real compassionate to soldiers. You know, they look at like, oh, thank you for your service. You know, and yeah. we get we get thanked. You know, it's, what we go through is fucking hard. It's hard enough that it kills twenty two people a day. Like, there's kids going through this shit, and I feel like you know, we yeah. need to, we need to turn more of an eye to that shit. We need to turn like I don't know what the fuck we can do. Don't get me wrong, I don't know. No, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not an activist, but I know that it, I feel bad that there's like kids going through that shit. You know. Yeah, yeah, right. I, it hits close to home. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, almost in the same way that somebody from a hood in a different city that had never been to Chicago can almost understand that feeling just like somebody who went to war can understand that feeling yeah. and it's sad that it's happening here you know we you know, like you said we got soldiers in other countries fighting so the yeah. war doesn't come here but in a way you know there is already one yeah. um, it sucks you know now um that we've uh, is there anything else you wanted to speak on, on mental health you know I don't want to like no 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 cool 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 man uh, yeah man it's very important man and, and if you guys you know, don't don't feel bad for having to go to therapy or having, you know, shit to talk about. You know, the motherfuckers, yeah. there's motherfuckers that got a lot of shit, you know, that they don't speak about, you know, Seriously, man, and it, t- it takes 15 minutes, man. It's like, that's, that's it takes, re- it's real courage, it's real courage to speak up, man. But a lot of times you may, you may not feel it, but people would rather hear you, people would rather hear you vent a little bit than fucking go to your funeral and shit. Like, yeah, 100, 100%, man, 100%, man. Yeah. So don't, please don't, uh. Man, fucking hit me up, bro. I I always love love to talk to motherfuckers, bro. Like I'm telling you, like I that's my fucking thing. I, I, one thing I do is I don't shut up. And y'all know that if you've never met me, bro. But uh, yeah, man, just you know, or or, or or to whoever, man. But yeah, let's uh, lighten the mood a little bit here, man. Lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, now we talk. Uh, let, let's do sneakers first, cause I know yeah. I want I want to talk about food, maybe some pot, yeah. and then of course sneakers. Um, yes, when I met you. Uh, I was barely getting into the sneaker game. I'm not going to lie. I was never a, a shoe head, an OG shoe head. I, I, to be completely honest with you, I think I jumped into the shoe game maybe like right around the 8th. When, when the 8th came out, like in, I think maybe that was 2008, that, that drop when the playoffs and the Aquas came out that year. That was a good 07. time. That was a good time, yeah. Yeah, right around that time was the first time I ever, I was in 7th grade at Cowherd. And I remember there was this one kid, man, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but I know him. He had he had all the all the colors, man, and he had like a matching echo hoodie. I was just like, dude, I want to be that dude so bad. <laughs> and, and and then to this day, every time I come across a clean ass pair of eights, whether it's very near death stock or death stock or on cream or or anywhere like that, I'll, I'll usually cream, scoop it up. Yeah, yeah but uh, but 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 now I had seen I was in groups like Cream on Facebook, and yeah. I was you know already doing homework on sneakers and stuff. But I had never seen a lot of this, lot of this like dope ass sneakers in person until I met you. Mm-hmm. You had like some of the best, if not the <laughs> best, sneaker collection that I had ever seen. Uh, and, and I want to talk about a little bit about that. Um, was sneakers something like always part of your life, or kind of when did you get into that? Man, hell yeah, it's always been like I, I, I as, there, as early as like I remember, I remember like skipping school during. During like sophomore year, maybe even freshman year, but they used to drop Jordans on Tuesdays or Thursdays, I believe. But I remember we used to dip to go get it. Like we got we got OG Cool Grays and shit like that. Like, oh, like oh nine shit. Yeah. yeah. People used to be like, man, what's this little this little pudgy dude coming to buy like fucking? Why does he buy three pairs every time and shit? And like, so I remember people in New York were doing that shit, and I was like, yo, they're sneaker people, and like you know you rock one, you stock one. I was like, pretty soon you know you're fresh, and yeah. it was with the music. You know, I was DJing at the time, I was yeah. playing like. 
and I was it went hand in hand with it. At the time, I was like, I wore shit to be different. Yeah, like sneaker 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 culture was a thing. Sneaker culture was is I mean, of course, it goes hand in hand with the music. Hell so yeah. you being in the scene, especially in New York, New York, uh, Chicago is a big trendsetter, but New York is a very big trendsetter. <laughs> so for like drip or, or, or streetwear shit like that, and you New know, York and New York like really emphasizes the DJ. Like you got Clark Kent, like that dude that he 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 got his own shit. Like yeah. he gets his own Air Force Ones. And, oh yeah. yeah, like DJ AM. Every, a, lot of, a lot of DJs out there just like they're they, they like. They're part of the culture, you know. They've been brought in. That's where the model came from. I, I was lucky enough to get in on that. Like, yeah. you know, the offices in New York, people and pe- people for Nike and for all these big companies were seeing like, yo, these DJs go through the DJs, and it was it was a common thing. So, you know, once okay. I, once I started making a name for myself and actually like competing and then like getting good, and people started noticing us and shit. Yeah. And we started again. We started getting booked going out, going to do shows in Cali and coming back. So then, p- people out here started watching and shit. And I was yeah. in the suburbs, and it was cool because most of the people that were watching them were in the city, but I was always one of the only ones. In the suburbs. And from the suburbs that they're watching in Chicago. So that's why I got like, that's how I'm tight with all the like Chicago homies yeah. and stuff. That's pretty dope that you say that because I almost feel like that, like not to take anything from you, but as a comic, you know, like I'm like, I feel like right now as far as the up and comers, you know, like you say, you're in the scene in the, in the city, but you're from the Aurora. You know, yeah, I feel yeah. like that. Like I'm like, I'm putting off for like the city in the comedy game. Oh, like yeah, in, you are. Yeah, like in the comedy yeah. game, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, like nobody really got that shit yeah. popping, you know, like that. And that's so, dope. You got to own that shit, man. Like, you gotta, yeah, man. So it's dope. But now, as far as the sneakers, do you did you uh so you got into it right around that time when you were doing music and yeah it was I was all through music so you were you, so were you, when you were when you were stacking up on Jays were you stacking up on Jays to keep a fresh pair every time or were you stacking them on or were you stacking them up like as a resale in in mind already man honestly I was just, I was mimicking people at, at one point I was like yo these dudes are doing this so I got the money so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna yeah. do this and yeah right, yeah right, but then, like, it became real. Like, you started, like, yo, I could keep them fresh for how long? I could forget about them for how long? And then it just became, like, yo, play. It's like it became like DJing. Play some shit somebody forgot about it. Make a match with some new shit. Like, you yeah. do, you're doing that with shoes, with the way you're dressing. And yeah. I was you, like, well, I'm going to bust these out with that. And then this is going to go air. Do you still got shoes that you have never worn that you bought? Nah, everything is worn. I'd say at this point, everything I had is worn. Like, everything that I would have had that was, like, worth enough. Like I like a lot of people tell you I, I bought I bought like my down payment on my house was because of a lot of the sneakers I sold Jordan wise I would say Jordan oh really I I sold I sold a lot of Jordans to a to a, a, a Jordan museum in France so they bought a lot of my like a lot what of the stuff, fuck yeah. what did you have like what key names on the pairs Oh, I don't know if I can under contract right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Damn. yeah, I don't know if I can under contract. Yeah, Damn, that's that fucking be, sick. Yeah. Now, what would you say your were your holy grails, at, 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 you know, at your prime or whatnot? I mean, you're still in your prime, but shit. My grails? Man. Well, I got, I have a pair of the, you know, remember those Air Max ones that have animal print all over them? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I, you know how they got the recent ones with the black on them? Uh-huh. Well, way back when, those were a sample for, for a store in Japan called Atmos. And I met, those are the homies from when I was stationed in Japan. Oh. So a lot of people don't know that I, I am on a first name basis with the owners of Atmos Japan. Like, they're the homies and shit. Oh, So shit. I, I have his sample pair, like that says, not for sale, CMF sample. Uh-huh. And, the, and the hair is actually pink. It's not, it's not tan. Like, it's a one of one in the world. Like, uh-huh. I think one dude in Sweden knows I have it and he fucking calls like once a month. <laughs> like, always lowballing me, bro. He thinks I was like, "What do you?" That's bro. I'm not getting rid of him, bro. A friend gave him to me. Like it's not, you know what this is. Like oh, one day my friend. He's like, you can tell he's getting some Google translator and shit. <laughs> Yeah, but that, that's probably, like, the pair and shit. But like, that's the one that I keep away, like, at a safe and shit. Like, oh, <laughs> if shit. I had to, yeah. That's fucking sick. That's fucking yeah, dope, man. So, but because of, of what it means, man. Like, right. Kanye wore that shoe after. Like, I, like, D. Ricky gave it to me when fucking... Like, when, when it was, like, before it blew up and shit. It was like, yo, this is a pair that my store got to make and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that's like, fucking sick, man. That's, that's amazing, actually. Do you... Uh, 
Do you still actively stay in the sneaker game, or do you kind of just kind of like? Kinda... That's the thing through DJ, and I was able to like I was I've I've always stayed in like I I never really left like I have, I still like like I was able to do a lot of stuff in the background like I see people come and go with it and like I've seen shops come I see I've seen it become more commercialized yeah and, so so I've been able to get I've been able to do stuff like on the on the on the on the inside like my my wife my wife is a stylist in that culture she 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 was a stylist for Nike for a lot of years okay. So she worked in that scene, like she does it. She does it professionally and stuff. So, oh. like, so she would do like dressery and stuff. And sometimes I'd be able to get called in, like on like my like contract meeting and stuff. Like you know how when say the city gets a contract for like uh, a building and they're like, oh well, you do plumbing, come into this, right? Yeah. Oh, you guys do styling and and product presentation. Yeah, come on here. So like through there, I'd pick up like some graphic design and shit, and I would just start like, yeah, just doing like behind the scenes consulting and shit like that. Like, oh yeah. shit, man, that's fucking amazing. That's sick now. Um, do you, uh, any, what do you think would be your favorite sneaker related story that, you know, sticks with you forever, whether it be a, fa a favorite pair, the way you got it? I mean, I know that obviously that your grail means a lot to you, but is there another specific pair maybe that you just went through some crazy shit to get it or, uh, the way it landed in your hands was just fucking crazy or man, uh, or maybe a specific sneaker con you went to something like that. Probably watching Slick Rick perform at one of the sneaker pimp shows. Like it was like Slick Rick and Oh Slick Rick. Yeah. That's fucking dope. That's like being dope. being old school, like even that was old school for me. So I was like, yeah. yo, this dude's still alive. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was I was thrown back like yeah. I was like, bro, I remember singing this dude shit when I was a kid. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, you you know sneaker with the sneaker culture, you know, hip hop culture, there's also weed culture, you know, it kinda yeah. all kinda goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um yeah, I know you, uh, you're a big smoker. You said you stopped smoking while you were in the... So you said you actually stopped smoking through high school and while you were in the military. Yeah, like I, stopped, I stopped like with my mom. Like I, That was still middle school when I smoked with my mom. So then through high school, I was like, nah, I don't need to do this. You know, I, I, did the, I, I pretty much just like I, like I skated and then through high school, I picked up smoking here and there. Like mm -hmm. I was just always slacking and shit, you know, doing the minimum to get yeah. by, like, just yeah. chilling and shit, yeah. Yeah. playing DJing. That was my thing. Like The only thing I really tried at was DJing. Like, like I had, at that point, I wasn't like... During, during like middle school and high school, like I had the I had the older homies would sneak me in the house parties. Like they'd go ask oh, my mom, because my one of my like they grew up DJing, like yeah. so they were like they're like this is our prodigy type shit. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. young, like they wanted to start Next a whole crew and shit. And yeah. So they tell my mom we'll take care of him and shit. And yeah, they'd like sneak me out and shit. I remember bringing them to bring me through back doors to so, like big ass parties straight to a stage. Go, damn. Turntables around, big ass crowd and people are like, the little kid. What the damn? Fire? That's that's, that's got to be an amazing feeling though. That man. shit was crazy. As was a fun. young motherfucker now, yeah. I, now that you got me intrigued into this, let me. We'll come back to the weed stuff. Yeah. But, but I did you the prom too. I think I did you the class after me's prom. Like they like they voted oh, for really? me. They voted for me to do their prom. Like, oh yeah, he does all the underground parties. And that's when I was like, like I had at that point I had done shows bar out, I had those, but that time I was like, yo, the kids asked for me, what the fuck? Yeah, like, the even though I was like sick. I had graduated the year after or the year before, but I was like, yo, those the high school fucks with me. You know, I thought I thought that's I was That's gonna like, be a dope ass feeling though. They call for you back though, you feel me? Yeah, yeah man. We played their prom. Yeah, you talk about uh you talk about we a lot when you talk about DJing. What do you mean? Was it a group of you guys? Yeah, or? that shit was always a group effort, man. It was like it was me, it was it was a couple other DJs and shit. Like some oh. yeah, so Oh, okay. Like, well, when I was young, it was definitely like the OGs helping me and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. In the right that, direction that. And shit. Keeping me involved in music and shit. Like, like, we didn't have money for records. At that time, it was records, right? Yeah. They'd be like, come pick up, and they'd let me take whatever I wanted and shit. It'd be crazy digging, bam. Yeah. Huh. Scratched up. They'd buy my needles and shit, so. Oh, word. Yeah. Damn, man. Now, uh, now, 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 back to the weed. Now, you, you're, now you're a weed enthusiast. Well, nah, I'm not enthusiast. Hell, no. Nah. I just like, I just like, you know, I, I like to medicate. I, I prefer to be medicated. Yeah, you prefer to be medicated, man. Yeah, well, how often do you say you smoke? Mm, maybe like at night times. Sometimes night. in the morning. Sometimes in the morning, you know, you want to get there. Yeah, day. yeah, for 
But yeah, you just man. gotta watch how much it is, and then you just wanna go right back to sleep. So. Yeah, you know what? I I was cool. Like when I yeah, I, I didn't used to smoke too much when I lived with my parents, just because obviously you don't want to you know smoke in their house. You can't smoke in their house. The fuck that's disrespectful, right? But now like that we live here, it's like fuck. You know, well, we got weed. and Who's gonna say shit? And it just becomes like you damn near make yourself a stoner. It's like fuck. Um, but 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 uh, you actually learn to grow your own weed. You do your own shit, right? Yeah. That's fucking yeah, sick. Because I was part of, I'm a medical patient, so I got the medical card. Like, because because being a veteran and stuff, they had a pilot program, so they like took care of us and shit. Like, yeah. hey, you don't got to pay for the signage fee. You got to do that. Yeah. And at the time, the dispensaries were like, oh, yeah, give the veterans free shit. You know, like, they were all really cool and shit. Yeah. And then once it became recreational, they said, if you got a medical, you can grow your own, you know? Yeah. And then, like, there was like people, yeah, go ahead. There was a plenty of, like, like, all the opportunity came up and shit. Some people had, like, good, like, seeds and shit and I got a good friend who took care of me and shit. He gave me like really good genetics and shit, so it makes it easier for me to grow. Now, is is, is it easy to grow though? That's a question. Like, no, it's, it's not. I thought at first, man. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I had the green thumb at first, and I thought I was like, I don't know if I got too confident or, or what. But I mean, from what I understand, again, I'm sure there's a thousand people that are gonna say, just, no, there's other ways to do it, and, uh, whatever. But yeah. The way I was taught was. Basically, what you want to do is make sure that your plants stay female, right? Your female is the one that gives you buds. If you get male, you're going to get seeds. And where there's seeds, there's harsh smoke, right? And yeah. You don't want to be breaking down seeds and all that shit all the time. No. So you do your best to keep them female. But, like, any, any, for some reason, it's like after I, after I started doing, like, inside, like it was good at first. But then it's like they all started turning male. Bam, 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 all of them. And shit. Yeah. And I, was like, I, got tired of I got tired of how much I was losing and shit. And I got to a point where I got down to, like, all right, let me just fucking clean everything. So it was frustrating. Like it's, I'm still like I'm not, I'm not, oh, I'm not a grower, grower. Like I'm still like, again, I'm in the middle of like starting over, like yeah, learning. Learn, it's learn. just like anything else, man. If you want to do it, it's the information's out there. Yeah, it's legal. Like I'm not, I'm not harming nobody. You know, I'm not. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, because uh, like I have friends that try to convince me. Like sometimes they'll be like, oh well, let me grow, let me grow some in your in your in your apartment, or or uh, you should grow some. And I'll be like, well, how do you do that? They're like, oh well. All you need is this and this, and then they just drop a whole fucking yeah. list. I'm like, bro, that, what do you mean? All I need yeah. is that, bro. That sounds like I'm gonna be fucking running some type of fucking. And and it's a lot know? of work. Like my my wife helps with it a lot. Like when when we were doing real well in the summer with it, like it was because of her. She's like, I'm the, she's in the garden all the time and shit, working on it, yeah. clipping here, watering there. Yeah. Like she really got into it. She really did well. Yeah. So that, that's good that you guys were a team and were able to do it because we're smoking on something that you grew right now. And it actually smoking very well, and I liked it a lot. So man, that's, that's some good shit, bro. Yeah, that's that's the thing with, with homegrown. You will know it's home because like, it does. Have, I'm not gonna lie, it has an aftertaste. Like after, after it's done, it's like, like I don't know, like, like you could tell it was a plant or something or so, something. There's something there. I'm still trying to. Nigga pissed on like, this motherfucker. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, man. Some of these some of these street dealers, bro. I do not discredit. I don't I don't discredit these street dealers, bro. Because these dudes got some fire too. Like, man, they'll I'll have some shit that what. smells like fucking. I don't know what they put in it, but that motherfucker smells like. Muffins and brownies and shit and yeah. and when you take when you smoke it it tastes like a fucking skittle or something yeah and yeah shit. and I'm like what the fuck how do they do that yeah <laughs> there's some like, good weed out there that you're just uh, like oh okay they're fucking that's some shit you know like they just let it sit next like in a pile of skittles for a bit and then they serve <laughs> yeah, is that what they're doing yeah probably right to get the flavor in there I now, don't know I don't know because I'm man I'm impressed yeah man there's, there's some good ass weed out here now like there's bro. some heavy weed the young crowds bro they love that fucking give me that thirty percent THC. Give me that fucking damn! Yeah. What are you doing, son? Like yeah, oh. yeah. Everybody, air, nobody want to smoke no. I, said, I told no my mom about that shit. She's like, at that point, you need a fucking needle. You don't need no weed. The fuck you want to smoke weed that strong for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody want that zaz, 
mom's eye, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, to me, bro, if you got a bong, you got a good bull head of some whatever greens. If you get you you get high, you feel me? Like yeah. If yeah. I get high, I'm gonna get hungry. You feel me? And that's my favorite part. But anyway, now um, we uh, we talked about uh, talking about a lot of stuff. Now we talked about the weed stuff, but one thing we didn't talk about, and and even though you are a smoker, even though you are growing your own bud or what or whatnot, now um, you did say you do not drink. And I'm no, a big anymore. drinker. Any, I always say not anymore. Nah, I don't drink. I'm all like, because a lot of people when they tell you they don't drink, that you're right. They do feel like they're better than you and shit. Like, I yeah, I'm not saying you're better than me. I'm they just lift saying, their like, chin up and shit. No, but I, I don't drink anymore. Like, I'm, I'm older now. Like, I still don't eat. I still don't eat as I should. Like, I still smoke weed. Yeah. <clears throat> so I figured I was like, and I gotta, you, know, you gotta get rid of one. And one, was, right? And it yeah. was, happened it happened to be alcohol. You know, at that point, it was like, yeah, it started. I feel like alcohol becomes easy to let go once, sir. Once you're, uh, you know, you got a family, you got a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, you can't get like, away yeah. drunk and shit. Like I can yeah, still, I can still be high with my kid and like, like, yeah, like do, do function. Bad shit. Yeah, yeah like, function. You know, shit. show affection. But when you're drunk, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You might yeah. get drunk. You might, you, you might get too aggressive. You want to push your kid on accident. That's playing around. Yeah. And now you're too drunk to realize. Oh my bad. You know, like anything can happen. You know. So it's like, uh, yeah, alcohol would be the easiest. I think. It, I think for me, if I wanted to. I mean, I, I did stop for like half the, I mean, half uh, a month over here. A month and a half, sorry. I was going to say half the year for some reason, but no. A month and a half. But but that's cool, man. That, that's cool. I admire it. Do you, uh, do you plan on ever quitting smoking? Um, there'll be sometimes like when I get really like caught in the project and I notice I'm smoking too much and shit. And I will start to feel like, oh shit, like. Like not good anymore, and I'm like, that's not good for me. You know, at that point, at that point, it's supposed to be todo con medida. You know, everything with moderation. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, nah, I have to pass to the verga. That's not. That's not, that's <laughs> not, that's not moderation no more. Yeah. Cantitos are gone. So yeah, so yeah, no fue moderation. He starts to feel yeah. stupid and shit. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, yeah, bueno, seas pendejo. Bueno. <laughs> I start, I start sounding like my grandma or my mom. Yeah, bueno, yo está viejo. El pobre niño, güey. Damn. <laughs> Hell no. yeah. Now you talk about projects. What is it that you do, man? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, like um, we we still do we still do the consultants we still do the consulting thing and stuff. And like with my wife working on her own now, she's like, she does a lot of consulting for like other 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 people through the network. She's making you know, it's with your network or whatever. So she's like she's freelance doing styling now, and she's um I'm, I'm helping her with like the the graphic design the graphic design element. Like the so last you do graphic designing? Yeah, well, I've always I've always done it like amateurly, but now I'm actually like I'm learning it in school too and applying it. So I'm, I'm I want I want to get a degree for it because if we are gonna work for ourselves, I kind of want to have someone with a degree to do it. Yeah. Not to say that it's much different because there's there's a lot of self taught people that are really fucking good at it. Like and honestly, like after a year of class, I can't say they've taught us such great shit that I'm ready to start a business. That you like it's yeah. it's ultimately how much work you put in. Like they're gonna show you what the tools are. You're gonna put in the work. Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm in the process of like being like. Officially trained at it or whatever. Like I want to have a degree. Like I'm going to school at College of DuPage right now. All the classes are online or whatever. Uh-huh. And then um, after that, I'll after that I'll transfer. I'll get the two year degree at a well two year here and then I'll finish at, at AU or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's because those are veteran. Those are veteran um, benefits that I still have. But well, that's good, man. So you're yeah. you're using it. That's yeah. Good. The, and, but you do have a degree now already, though, right? Yeah. But the first time I went to school, it was kind of wavered because I remember I went to work straight to the VA after. Yeah. So I interviewed with the VA and like, oh, we're going to put you to school, but would you, you know, you stay to work with us and then you'll get to keep your GI Bill benefits. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you get to use your benefits twice type shit. Okay. And at that time, I was doing well. I loved my job. Like it was, I was I was in the field with veterans. Like I was like at that, at that point in my life, I thought I could do this the rest of my life. I love my job. I'm making money. I'm doing yeah. it. It was a point in my life that I was comfortable with, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. And it paid off. Like I, I don't take that back. And then it turned into where it was no longer for that. So I kind of had to start all over again. Yeah. But 
the one thing I always did was I, I stayed DJ and I stayed I stayed with my my, you know, my ear to, to DJ to the culture to what, whatever that brought me whatever snowball effect affected from DJing like I kept that open uh-huh. and ultimately I started making some money like that on the side and then ultimately that money be, became enough to do that and yeah. so it's like yeah so, I, so we're doing that on our own and then um, like I said I'm using my GI Bill benefit so it's like that, what that means is that they, they pay for school and shit and then I, yeah. I get paid a certain amount of money Okay, that's great, man. That's great. Now, uh, as far as projects specifically, what do you mean? Like, do you do, like, album covers? Do you do... Uh... Well, like, like layout design mostly. So a lot of it's, like, corporate layout design right now. It's not, like, anything flashy. It's not, like, oh, I get to design, like, a dope cover for this artist or nothing. Like, yeah. that, that'll be, like, like side work or for fun work, like, for the homies and shit. But, yeah. yeah. That's great, <laughs> Mostly it's, like, like, like laying shit. Laying shit, it's, it's a program called InDesign. It's, like, like Illustrator or whatever. Just laying out catalogs for companies. Yeah, that's like, dope. Like, color, like they, a lot of a lot of stuff they give you to work with, like they have their company colors. Yeah, yeah. They give you their marketing book, and then you design a layout for them, and put all the products that they wanted in there, all the words they wanted in there, and then you pick the type and that. It's just real basic shit. Yeah, but, nah. That I mean, that's still dope that you get to do that. Now, it seems like throughout the interview, you're. I mean, it's not an interview, like the podcast. Uh, <laughs> the, the the podcast that. Uh, your your main passion was like DJing, right? That yeah, that, that yeah, seems to be a, what you love the most. Because it's music, man. It's whatever. It's, ulti- it's ultimately what brings everybody together, right? You know, everywhere across the world, like yeah. Not to make it full it. circle with that. Would you say in a perfect world, right? Uh, like, would you want to tour as a DJ ever? Like, I, well, I, we we toured like locally or whatever, but yeah. like like. To tour, D- I, it's so different now, man. DJ, DJ ain't changed so much with with technology. Yeah, yeah. Like shit got shit got so different, and it's like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck to say. Like it's like this, like it's it's way different than when than, than what DJ was when so I. So you DJ. don't do the same stuff, right? You're you're doing because like, I mean now I it's like know, I don't even like, think like, like as a DJ, today, they're like oh like oh he could do that. a quinceanera, he could do the whole nine like yeah. DJ's like, I can't do no. <laughs> well, don't that, hit me or, up, I cannot do your quinceanera. Yeah, I don't even I, have the gear to do a quinceanera. When I think DJ, I think of two things: the guy that's gonna do the quince, you know. Yeah. Shout out to my homie Chance. Sonidero. Or or yeah, Sonidero. Saludos, saludos, saludos. Ahora vamos. And then, uh, or, or or the or the guy, you feel me? Like the oh, the EDM guy. Yeah, the yeah, EDM guy, right? Those, those are the two where... DJs you think of. Yeah. Now you're you're a DJ that actually mixes music and, and, and find the right the right mix, was... the right blend, right into the actual like, music. Yeah, it's like a vibe selector, pretty much. Like my job, my job in front of a crowd was like if I if we did like we did the college tour and stuff, I played in front of people. Before like before like a performance came on, so I like, right. like like played music for people, and then like one was one was like learning a routine, like so a performance DJ, like like I, I knew what songs they were gonna play, I would make sure that like, the cuts came out, when to cut the music, when to play, so okay like that, and then uh, through that we would do like whenever we toured, they usually did like a party to go with it and stuff, <clears throat> so like each group's DJ got to go to like play the stuff, and that be that's where it got competitive and shit, cause like you wanted to play better shit than so and so, like right. you start bumping heads against like 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 I started like one time I was going head to head with fucking Q-Tips DJ, like oh. we were going back and forth that night. And that was like boiler room style, so the crowd was there. It was big. Like it was, it's like, he thought I was a punk and shit. But then when I started busting out, like I, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm a trained turntablist. Like I'm young. I was young when I started this. And he saw that I had the things with it. Then he started, he started letting me have it though. <laughs> like he started, then he started dragging me. Like he took me in the deep water, and I was like, all right, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's dope. And a better way to get taken out though. Yeah, no, he let me know, and afterwards he he dabbed me up and shit. He let me know I wasn't shit, but he dabbed me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. You, I feel like you've lived a life that. You know, like, I understand when you don't drink, because it's like, 
you don't need it no more. Like you, you. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe you do, right? But but, but I feel yeah. like you you you're just like man. You you live the life, man. This is a fucking life. Like it was fun. Yeah. I mean, experiences from meeting Frank Ocean, seeing him See, work. Yeah, like that was crazy. How big he is. Like when like, I still try to take in, like yo, this motherfucker's like. He was in a studio with him. He's then, like man. a fucking certified. Like he's you know. Like, yeah, yeah. He's a fucking. He's, he's fucking Frank, Frank Ocean. Ocean. Like, he's Frank Ocean, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to uh, I mean, being in the elevator with Chance the Rapper, telling people he's going to blow up, yeah. I mean, getting shot, you know, like, or getting grazed, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm telling and people. And that goes, you, yeah, so one, of my, one of the dudes that I served with, he, passed, he ended up passing away when we came home later. But Ross, he was, he was like, friends, friends with Lupe Fiasco, like... He brought he brought Lupe Fiasco to kick it out here a couple of times. And oh, shit really? Before he blew up. Yeah, Lupe Fiasco knows Aurora, bro. Like, if you say Lupe, ask him about Aurora, bro. That dude is like listen, listen, Lupe, because his homie's name used to be Lupe. Like, oh, really? he's tight with the Mexican community, bro. Like, if you yeah. if you if you shot the homie Lupe and ask him about Aurora, he might let you know about some streets out here and shit. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's, he's you, cool. You, he's good. You, you kicked it with him? Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. He's really good people. That's fucking sick, man. Let's yeah. fucking see again a life a life amazing. Yeah. Have you met any other celebrities that we don't know about? <laughs> Are you cool with the, them? The coolest one ever. The coolest one ever. Coolest one ever I met was how much he showed. My, my best friend Adam Adam Sofa he's the one that started Sofa brand which was one of the one of the first like streetwear brands I know oh I know who yeah, that is that's like, my, that's like my little brother right? yeah there. I know him yeah. through Gustavo yeah that's Gustavo's homie too shout yeah. out to Gustavo yeah. Gustavo's a homie too shout out G Illusions yeah. but yeah he um Waka Flocka showed up. Waka Flocka had this attitude with him where he was like, he fucking like, he t- like he treated Adam like he treated Adam like a fucking regular person and shit like I said like he's the only person that I ever seen like like, fuck with my boy. Like, I fuck with my boy, you know? And this dude, like, didn't. He didn't have to do that shit. You know? He came up yeah. and Adam was swagged out and shit. He had his fucking... I think he had a Givenchy headband or some shit. And he was back there yeah. posting and shit. Yeah. And Walker comes. And we just see this big motherfucker coming with breasts. He goes, hey, man. Hey, Charlie, you have a bandana cold as hell. Finna beat your ass and take it and shit. Oh. <laughs> he was like, he was like, cool as shit, yeah. Uh, Chopped it up. Smoked with them and shit. They were talking jewelry and shit. They were, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, he, was, he was cool as shit, like... He was the only time, like, I would say, like, being around a celebrity. It didn't feel like being around a celebrity. He was, he was definitely, like, not no industry, dude. Yeah, man. I, I remember going to a... The day I went to a Waka Flocka concert was the day that I got my license suspended. I, I, I heard that story. You said this yeah, shit. I, yeah, I got pulled over right there on Coolidge Avenue, actually. Yeah. Got my shit raided. But uh, it was uh, it, it was at a Waka concert. And that, that concert was actually at The Forge, uh, where I actually just performed that this past month. So it was pretty dope. But anyway, uh, he, he performed there, and he jumped in the crowd... I mean, if you ever been to a fucking walking concert, you know. But man, this motherfucker, I, I mean, I know walking now. He's been pretty quiet, you know. He he kind of changed a lot. He matured a lot. But uh, when he was out here fucking wilding, he was wilding. Even when he was doing the EDM tour, he was wilding. And I think my homie Chins actually met him when he was doing the Chins. I mean, sorry, the the, the tour. But uh, he when we were at the Forge, he jumped in the crowd, and he was just in the crowd performing on the floor. And there were the, the venue was packed. It wasn't like because I know some rappers do that when the venue is fucking dead. Mm-hmm. But that fucking venue was packed, and he was still going all over the place, jumping around like. I don't know. It, it was dope, but he's also like you said, a massive guy. Yeah. So none of them white boys was finna do shit to him. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, he's cut from a different cloth through. He, he's like he's 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 thorough. He's thoroughbred. Like yeah. his his mom is his mom has been part of the game forever. She like they got yeah. they got documentary on FX right now. I believe they were talking about it at a meeting one time and. Like, we saw a piece of it, and I was like, yo, that shit is, like, really exposing. Like, it really peels back. Like, if you're really interested in some hip-hop, like, history shit, yeah. that's a good one. There's I know there's a ton two, everywhere now. Part of the Supreme team in New York. Yep. Uh, Bimmy. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, they, they talk about a lot of people that I never would have thought would have got spoken on like that on record, G. That shit was dope. Like, Damn, yeah, because I know that his mom was, like, Gucci's manager for a yeah, long time. Yeah, OJ's for a long time. manager yeah, for the... 
Nikki. Yeah, she used to. But that, that, that's before. That's that's when she moved into Georgia. Like she used to. She used to run shit back in New York. Still on the underground. Like oh, she, yeah. she, she got shot. She used Damn. to run like the scene. The scene in New York City. Like she was with. Damn. She was with them peoples out there. Like. So she's like, you know, her her style of her style of like a lot of not, like nowadays a lot of them get out of line and shit, but like talk about oh she's she you brought this or she stole that or whatever. But I mean, there's a reason they didn't talk all them fucking years. You yeah, know? yeah. She's thorough, bro. Like she she did a lot for a lot of people. Yeah, man. I mean that comes through in Walker too. Walker's a real one, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Walker, yeah. I fuck with Walker, man. You've seen like I said, you see his growth and just like how he is a very. You, you, you don't see it from a lot of guys because, again, and not to say a lot of street guys are dumb, again, like, goes back to the to the war, that stuff, that they're kind of stuck in a mentality where they don't know to be nice, to show, yeah. uh, to show you know, uh, genuine love, not because they, they probably never got it or nothing like that, just because of the mindset they're in. Like, they're in war. Like, when people say, oh, I'm on demon time or whatnot, yeah. like, they really, like... Like you, like you said, PTSD. They're looking over their shoulder at all times. Yeah, to the they're point not hanging out. They're like they're you know you know what I'm saying shit like that. So yeah. so yeah. So a lot of times you don't see them like talk uh, uh, with with a lot of sense, you know, because again they're in that mentality. But seeing him, you know, come out of that and still, uh, or you know, he was he was he was still like you know you see him in the Gucci Mane videos and like the that one freestyle where he's he there outside, you know, he got the little dreads and shit. Yeah. I mean, and to kind of be able to kind of talk like normal like a. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not like a normal person. I don't want to say normal because I'm not. That that means that sounds like I'm saying that other people are not. But just saying that the way he kind of uh, you know put sentences together now, he kind of like uh, he he went to school for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And, and it's good to see him get his education and further his education and. Uh, because remember, remember way back in the way they used to clown him for that one time that like I guess they put him on the spot like on 106 in Park or some old shit. They were like, "Do you vote?" And he's like, "Fuck, uh, voting's cool." Like he was just like, "Whatever." And everybody's like, "Oh, voting's cool. Voting's cool." Because he didn't know shit about voting. Yeah. But, uh, at that point, you know, why should we know shit about voting? Bro? Yeah, yeah. Are you, uh, yeah, man, voting's a motherfucker, man. Voting's a fool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, voting cool. <laughs> voting, yeah, voting cool, man. Voting, voting cool. Voting yeah. cool. <laughs> Shout out, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I, I, is there anything that you feel like we didn't talk about, man? Anything, any stories you want to tell? Anything crazy that you wanted to bring up? Because like, we kind of went through your whole life right now. Right, straight up. <laughs> yeah, but it was dope, man. I, we got to, I got to know you, you know, in nah, and out. Any, any, I want to, any stories maybe that you that I missed out on? It doesn't have to be anything crazy, you know? You know this podcast, we talk about crazy shit, dumb shit, but... Now I would just say, like, all that shit's possible, too, like, because my, I mean, my wife, man, like, she put up with all that shit through the, through, like, through the thick and thin of it. Like, she wasn't with me when I was in the service or whatever, but... Yeah. Like, even being with me afterwards, like, watching me on my highest and then, like, go down. Like, life has been a roller coaster. You know, shit goes up. I, I, I felt high, like, like like your boy Cole said, I felt the highest highs and the lowest lows. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's true, and you got to feel that shit. You know, don't be afraid of anybody at any age to fucking start from zero, to start from fucking ten. It doesn't matter. Like, sometimes you're going to have to start, but yeah. it's, it's when you give up that, you know, you shouldn't. Yeah, don't definitely don't keep going, keep on going. Now, one thing, uh, one thing before we cut out, um, I know you said you enjoyed your time in El Paso Hell a yeah. lot. But if you could, if and I know you love Aurora, right? Yeah, love it to death. I, I, own, I own my house on this motherfucker. I never left it. I don't plan on leaving it. Okay, that, now that you've said that, that you don't plan on leaving it. Yeah. If you could leave somewhere part time, and you could only go back and forth from Aurora to that place, mm. where would that other place be? Probably Torreon, Coahuila, Mexico, bro. Hell yeah, that's where my mama used to send me in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Coahuila, Mexico. Yeah, Torreon. 
Torreon Coahuila, I used to kick it out there in the summer times and shit when I was a shorty. My mom, <laughs> Damn. my mom would save up all her money. We would go back and shit. Spend the whole summer over there. That's amazing. <laughs> was, we used to live like kings and shit. <laughs> yeah. Drinking soda out the bag and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, Buying I, cigarettes and smoking that shit down I to the I still love filter. Coke out the bag, man. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Coke out the bag. You're talking about the other bolsita. Saca la other bolsita. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's dope. That's, that's that's good, man. That's good. Um, yeah, man. Other than that, man, it was a pleasure to have you. A pleasure to have you back. I mean, that's fun being. Like here. I said, you know, being young, uh, coming to Aurora, you know, like you, you when you meet a lot of older dudes, specifically at that party where I met you. I remember asking Iggy, "Fuck you, Iggy, if you listen to this, <laughs> that's why you still live with your parents, nigga." <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Iggy, man. What's up? Come at me, bro. But anyway, um, I asked him. I was like, hey, bro, can I get a cigarette? And maybe... You know what, actually, Iggy? Sorry about that. Because uh, I asked him for a cigarette. Wait, he's considered older than you? Or, yeah, Iggy, right? yeah, Iggy was like... You're 10, he's like 40, bro. Oh, shit. He, he, he's old, bro. Oh, okay. But at that party, you know, I, I was he was smoking squares. And I was like, hey, bro, let me get a square. And he, me and Frankie asked him for squares. And he was like, nah, bro. Get the fuck out of here. He was like, you're too young. But that was an excuse that he was too that we were too young. I think he was just being a cheap ass and didn't want to give me a square. But like I don't know if to thank him or not. But anyway, when you meet older people, they tend to be assholes. But when I met you, like I said, that day you put me on to Marvin's with me, put me on to Frank Ocean. You know, we were talking about how much you make and you're telling me about like being like yeah, you kept that was the only time yeah. I ever like kind of really met you that day, you know, and then we didn't connect until years later. So um, you know, that day I still had that memory of you and I always knew that you were like a dope ass person. And now, um I kept an eye on too though, even like at that point, like I said, I met you at a time and then I went that's when I went away for a while with the yeah. army, but like even like even then I remembered it. I remember when your when your your snap hat your snap hat video when the snap hat video popped off, Manny was telling me like watch this video, show little people watched it. And I was fucking cracking up. I think I remember like two chains reposted it or some 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 shit. Some big happened. I seen it like on Facebook. It was on Worldstar. I was fucking cracking up and shit. And I remember Manny would like repost your shit a lot. And I started watching. I just started following you on there. And I was like, well, that's dope. And then I remember when you're like. You started saying you're gonna become a comedian. I was like, bro, that's that's what it is. I told y'all, motherfuckers. Remember when he was little? I was like, and I've been saying that about motherfuckers blowing up. So if you do blow up, who knows? You know, because yeah, I did. Yeah. I did tell the homies when you were little. I was like, bro. I was like, you see, I was like the youngest dude in the room with all the shorty, the little badasses. They're over there looking for smokes. They're over there, you know, trying to get this. I was like, dude came over. He asked me, sir, how much do you make? What do you charge an hour? Like he, yeah. he came at it in a real professional way, and that yeah. was some real shit. And I respect that. You know, I, I don't think that I don't think there should be lines like, oh, these are the young, these are the this. Nah, I, mean, I think you see that shit in people, and if and if they're gonna make a strive at being something different and making it and making a decent living at what you want to do, whether it is what you make, like you gotta you gotta push it, you gotta you gotta fucking incubate that shit, man. Like hell yeah, man, hell yeah. That's why I fucking shout out to Primo and the gang and them too. Like I mean, they they want to incubate that shit and people want to incubate it and we we want to do it. And, yeah, man. There's a yeah, man. There's a there's a there's a there's a there's a definitely a, a hustle there, you know, in, in the blood, you know. Uh, you see, you got it yeah. or you don't, you yeah. know. And I feel like. And I'm, you, you feel it twice when it's artistry and shit. Like you always like again. Like that, that that goes back to why you why you're so interested in music. Like you got that. You probably would have DJed yourself if you would have like looked it up far enough. Like, honestly, you probably yeah. Would've. I love music. Yeah. One of the things and you I love do niche love, music. Love you love niche music because I've, I've been watching you and you watch like you listen to like Shoreline Mafia. That's niche music. Like, like that <laughs> yeah. one, you gotta fuck with it to fuck with it. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you can't just throw it on and be like, if, if you don't know what's coming, you might be like, what? Like again, say say that reminds me like I, that's what I heard when I first heard the hyphy movement back in the day. Like yeah, I, I would hear that shit and it would, and it, would inter- it would interest me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I looked at it and before you know it, I had Mac Dre records and I had yeah. fucking like, yeah. like I, I was playing those in my sets here and people would be like, 
and that shit yeah. would be bouncing and motherfuckers would start, you know, like, yeah. so that's the shoreline kind of does it, and, and that's why I always said that, I was like, that's, that was probably the reason why you were asking at that time, too, but yeah, I guess I comedy it. ended up being your lane, but yeah, com- there's comedy, definitely music, I tried rap yeah. first, but that was not my lane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like oh yeah, a lot that, of rappers. Dude, that's that's <laughs> still rap. When you can't but, rap, you DJ. Like that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I and comedy was my lane, but music is my biggest inspiration. Like I, so- I do comedy, but music is like like what drives me, what motivates me. So got you to ask the question: What do you make? Shit, yeah, what's what it you gonna mean? take? What's it gonna take? To yeah, be there, I was right? like, shit. I know I ain't rapping, so what does it make to a DJ? Goddamn it! <laughs> and, and, and yeah, man, it was dope, man. So, so and it was so, dope to watch your girl too, because like I said, you know, you you're like you're like a dog that has some fighting them and shit. Because like hmm. like when I saw you. Like I said, when you were the shorty and you asked that shit, and the next thing I saw is like you lost all this fucking weight and you got in shape and shit. <laughs> and it was at the time where like your homies had joined the army and shit, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Them. And like you, like I, I thought, fuck, did this join the army? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, like it was, I was like confused with it, but like to watch you do that and then to watch you like go with, with, with comedy and to grow with it. So like, so one thing you did a show and shit, my tias were laughing and shit. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. That little motherfucker made it. Like he got my tias laughing. Like they're like, oh, like that's just crazy. Like yeah, man. you see shit like that, bro. That shit motivates you. Like that, that, that makes you want to you know perfect your craft and shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, it, it, it's a dope journey, you know. It's like one of the things, like one of the things that, I, like you said, like the hustle, like I, I, everything I put my mind to, I do it. Like losing weight, I did it. Like I did it. You yeah, know? you do. Yeah, there you go. Now I, I, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not that no more, and I haven't done it. And I do want to do it. And I, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you do but that what shit. I wanted you do that to the most, day. it's just that I don't want to. You know, it, it, like, I want to, but like you don't want to enough in your head that you don't do it. You know. But that's where I think. Like that's where I think. Like the. Like you measure the victory a little too much. Like that first, the, the don't the, the victory of losing weight. That's not some little thing. Like, yeah. but the victory of going through another day sometimes can be that much of a thing. Like the yeah. the, the victory of fucking pushing through. Yeah. Let me wake up and get through my day. Yeah. Because every fucking day you're gonna be reminded of how it's not going. You know, but you gotta fight those demons and shit. Like, yeah. like I said that those victories you gotta make them measure out. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've just been doing that. I apply that shit to everything I do, yeah. bro. And like the, I, I like I said, I lost weight. Everything I wanted to ever do, I did it, bro. And did you get like a Mercedes too or some shit? Did you get it? I'm not Mercedes. No, I had like a Jeep okay. at the time. Okay. I, had like a, a, I remember yeah. you. I remember you focusing yeah, so on the G wagon one time or some I, shit. I want one. I, want, I, want. That's I like remember my dream that. Car. I remember that. For I a post while. that shit to manifest. You still on that? I, I want to get a G wagon. I, 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 that's gonna be the car I get when I make it. I'm not saying if I make it, but when, when I make you make it. it yeah. When I make it, bro, I'm gonna get that shit. And you know, every day. I get closer, you know, this consistency with the podcast. I mean, the shows, y'all. I mean, shit, I got upcoming shows and shit, man. It's just, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna fucking stop, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is what I want to do, and I feel like motherfuckers sometimes tell me like, oh, you know, I, motherfuckers that I be doing comedy with, they be at the shows with me, like going up there before or after me, and, and, and they're like, oh yeah, I got a degree in law, like I'm a lawyer, but I don't work at a law firm because I have to work a part time at Starbucks so I can able to do stand up. Mm. It's like that means you wasted your fucking eight years of your life going to law school. So uh, sometimes I wonder, like, oh, am I doing the right decision with my life? You know? But I'm like, dude, fuck that. Because I know that if I did go to college or if I did do some other shit, I would always run back to this. So I feel like I'm blessed enough to have found my calling. Now it's just up to me to perfect it to and perfect make that shit it. work. You feel me? And give it, let them give it what you want out. Yeah, I'm gonna give that shit hell, man. I'm put on for the whole fucking city, nigga. Aurora, yeah, like you said, yeah, you're proud yeah. to be from Aurora. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm proud to be from Aurora too. I know yeah. that. I moved out here like uh, fifth grade and shit or whatever, but still, shit, I'm from Aurora. I'm, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I'm from Aurora, so I'm gonna put on this shit, bro. But I, I appreciate you for 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 coming on, man. Talking about you know fun shit from growing weed uh, to getting yeah. sneakers. <laughs> To, to mental health, I mean, everything that you talked about, you feel me, was uh, was, was dope as fuck, man, and, and uh, it was a pleasure to have you, uh, and, and I hope that, uh, you know, we can keep in contact now, you know, you don't go MIA yeah, and shit. For sure, man. And, uh, and, and yeah, man. Thanks any, for having any, me, any man. Shout this was fun. For, uh, 
Nah, I'll just shout out my wife because she's definitely gonna be like, you ain't talk about me. <laughs> that type of shit. But I did, I did talk about her. It's just that fucking too skinny edited that shit out. Digo que no se podía, Ain't no wife talk, bro. <laughs> nah, man. Shout out to her, man. What's her name? Brenda. What's up, Brenda? What up, Brenda? Shout Love out to you. Brenda, man. Uh, yeah, man. I uh, oh, and I do know that you have. Oh, you want to give a shout out to your son? Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Yeah, he probably he's probably he's too busy playing Roblox or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't listen to nothing, man. Yeah, but you know, in case I make it, he's gonna get a shout out. Yeah, definitely. That'll be dope. Now he always says that. He always says that. Matter of fact, when you when you see him alone, he's always like, "Yeah, my dad has." He tells his friends, "My dad has famous friends and shit." Because like people will come around and shit. So watch. Yeah, I, mean, I guarantee you, he's gonna be like, "Oh, watch the comedian was like, my dad knows the comedian." <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be dope. Yeah. Um, man, do you now? You, I know you have one kid. Do you plan on having more? Hell no, nah, one and done, dude. Word. That shit. That shit is like good call. Good call. That shit is life changing, bro. By the way, by the way, I want to give you this compliment. Your drip is unmatchable, and your son, the way your son is that, fly as fuck, bro. <laughs> like, some of the flyest dudes I've ever seen, like, because, you know, I'm a big dude. You're not as, you're not, you're not as big as me, but you're a big dude, uh, yeah. and the way you dress, bro, just gives me motivation. Like, oh, shit, I could be yeah. fly, too. Like, he yeah. got drip, bro. So, I, I, I want to say that you, I, I don't spend too much money on clothes, you know, unfortunately, we don't make, you obviously yeah. make, made and make way more than me, nah. but... But you inspire me, bro. So when I do get money, bro, I'm going to holler at you, bro. I'm going to be like, I'm going to get y'all yeah, company. Bro, that's how I just people. Just buy shit that's going to last, you know? Buy, buy some yeah. shit that's going to last and it'll last. Yeah. True. But yeah, man. So so shout out to you guys, man. And uh, Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. that. Shout out to Aurora, man. Shout out to Aurora. Shout out to you, man. Yes, appreciate sir, you. man. Thank you, guys. Bye.